go. Phil, that was uh, Christian Conti, uh, one of the more interesting guests we've had, very different. We give uh, spirituality from every perspective. Here's a guy that goes in prisons and deals with people's anger and, uh, you know, is a Zen practitioner. And uh, so certainly there's a spiritual perspective there, but it's amazing work he does. And, you know, I think a big part of every spiritual practice and every spiritual path is getting past anger, learning to deal with anger because it's it's something that pops up and it, uh, generally it's not good for our health or our spiritual evolution. You don't have anger issues, do you, Dennis? Uh, ask me that one more time. And I may. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, we all have and we all express it different ways. And we we don't, you know, one of the things, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I've noticed in my background of TM or being around any other spiritual group, uh, people develop these moods where they think they're supposed to be very detached and, and not show any emotion and that sort of thing. And or or the, no negative emotion. You no negative emotions. And yeah, they pretend yeah. not never to be angry. Right. And I think you said something about, um, when people are like that, or maybe you were quoting Rob Doss uh, saying, yeah, uh, until you meet with your family. What was it you said yeah. about that? Oh, um, um, go if you think you're so spiritual or enlightened or whatever, go home, go home to see your parents. Right. And, and along those lines, and I've, I may have said this before in one of our discussions, I remember going on some meditation TM retreat and I was like, meditating eight hours a day and I thought I was like there you know and I came home for Thanksgiving and <laughs> Italian family and within <laughs> 10 minutes I was in a big argument with somebody and thinking, oh my god I mean I blasted it right out of me so you know um it's easy to be enlightened sitting in a cave on a mountaintop or something but when you come yeah. into the real world it's a little bit more of a challenge but to that's say. Uh, a balance in the self. As I, as I have said many times, even if you go off to a cave in the Himalayas, there may be a, a pain in the ass monk in the next cave. Happens all the time. It's funny <laughs> you say that too, because I was talking to a friend of mine that was a Trappist monk <laughs> for many years, and he said, you know, one of the challenges there is if pe people get on your nerves. Yeah. And, and I say, who generally does well uh, when they screen people to uh, go into these monastic orders. And uh, what I was told was there's exceptions to the rule, but generally people that come from large families because they used to, you think you go into a monastery and you're gonna be by yourself. You're dealing with other people and their little idiosyncrasies and whatnot. Right, you know, right. It was on a day-to-day -day basis. That's fascinating, people from big families. Did you have a big family? No, it was just, uh, well, I had a big extended family. Was just, I just had one sibling, my older brother. Ah, me too. Yeah. Now, with my grandparents, and I had seventeen cousins on the same side of the street. Oh so God! It was, and that doesn't include cousins' cousins within six or eight houses of each other. So it was, uh, so yeah, so extended, but immediate family, uh, not so big. That's fascinating. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, to think about. Uh, Christian Conti going into prisons and dealing with, you know, he, he doesn't, he's not just dealing with some guy who got, you know, busted for 
selling dope or something. He's dealing with hardened criminals in, in high security settings. And, well, you know, well. I'm sure it's scary as hell and, mm -hmm. or it can be uh, if they don't take a liking to you or, you know, feel threatened by you. Um, so he's had to probably deal with it on a real up close and personal basis. And it's, it's not only admirable kind of work that he does, but it's, you know, I'm sure in, in his uh, book and his blogs and, uh, you know, other things, there's a lot of, uh, you know, important advice for everybody. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad I asked him, but one of the things I asked him and I, I really enjoyed his response was, you know, if, if, the curriculum that he's developing for uh, dealing, working with people in prisons, if, if they had a, a program or curriculum in elementary and high school for kids about how to deal with anger, maybe there would be less people in prison. Because yeah. I, I think a lot of people have had, I, I know many prisoners I, I've read have had, uh, they were abused as children or whatever. So there's, they carry a lot of anger. And it's how do you how do you handle that anger? How do you process that anger? And that's something he's really studied and worked on, uh, and it seems to have come up with some very practical methods for dealing with it. And I think that's something everybody can benefit from. His book is out, and he had a, uh, the book that he currently has out, and he had a, uh, another book out specifically about techniques for yeah, walking through anger. Yeah, um, and you know, one of the things I wish I'd asked him is, um, you know, I haven't been confronted by you know, potential violent anger or anything like that since I was, you know, probably in junior high school or something. But uh, although I was, uh, I had to defuse an attempted robbery, armed robbery once. Um, wow. But um, that was, that's an interesting story in itself. But, but, you know, having, you know, arguments and dealing with, you know, when I upset my wife or she gets angry, there's a tendency I see it in myself and must be others that when somebody gets angry at you, um, you get defensive and you get angry because right. you, you want to counter it, counter it. And, you know, he's talked about ways of uh, dealing people with people on a compassionate level. You have to be pretty aware and maybe uh, acquire the skill of defusing your own reaction how did you i'm curious how did you did you defuse well the... no it was a fascinating it, it was a fascinating experience and it, it speaks to the power of meditation and uh spiritual practice because when i went off to uh, tm teacher training we were in long meditation for like three months and I flew home and I suddenly I'm in New Jersey at my father's home and yeah, right outside New York City. And a couple of days later, I'm, I'm just sort of floating on clouds and feeling all this inner peace. And I go into Manhattan uh, to see a friend who worked in, a, in the East Village. And it was it's at night. It was dark. It was January or something like that. And I'm walking down a very empty street, and suddenly there's a guy uh, clutching my shirt and holding a screwdriver to my face and asking, you know, saying, give me your money. 
And I had, you know, a few bucks in my pocket. That was it. And I didn't want to give up my wallet. And for some reason, I didn't get, uh, because of all that meditating, I guess, I was just calm inside. And, mm-hmm. and I, didn't, I didn't think about it. I just sort of looked at him like, what? why are you doing this? I didn't say anything. But I took, I lifted my hand to the hand that his hand that was holding the screwdriver it was like a knife and i just sort of gently nudged it and i said hey you know that's dangerous you need money i'll give you some money and he it was so disarming to him i guess mm-hmm. you know he was so shocked by this reaction that he put it down and i handed him a few bucks and i said here you know take it uh, and he said I dig your rap, man. <laughs> That's a great line. I, it was unbelievable. And I said, I, I'm just sitting there thinking, I should be panicked now. I, I mean, this is crazy. I, I, I'm not. And he, he walked me to the corner to make sure I was safe. It's a great story. It, it, and I, I afterward, I like, you know, I, I had a delayed reaction. I was virtually shaking. And I thought, I I can't believe this happened to me. But you you couldn't have faked it, you know. I I couldn't have faked it. It just happened. Anyway, that's well. That that that's violence begets violence, you know. Yeah. No question about it. So it's uh, but easier said than done. And and he probably wasn't a particularly violent guy. Maybe just desperate for for a few bucks. And so, you know, uh, I wasn't dealing with a hardened criminal. Violently. Uh, probably it would have escalated. It, you know, again, these, it, 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 it's not easy. It's not easy to do these things. No, you can't go, but, couldn't, uh, couldn't be planned. I wouldn't want to give a seminar and say, "Here's how to defuse a, a mugger." You know, I wouldn't do that. Right. Anyway, but, yeah. So but, but Christian Conte, I'm really glad we did. We found him. Uh, he came to my attention mm-hmm. uh, from his publicist, and I'm glad. Uh, you know, she had a good pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and again, he spent years developing these methodologies and technologies, and he has that Zen perspective. It was great. It was yeah. very, very interesting. And again, we're bringing you uh, a wide array of guests from uh, all areas of spirituality and, uh, and applied spirituality, I might add. And so, uh, and I think this was definitely a case of applied, applying those principles. So, yep. Until next time. Okay, Dennis, signing off.